The Guardian. Welcome to Science Weekly. If you've been tuning into the podcast over the last couple of months, you'll know we've been delving into the science behind the ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. Now we are also bringing you a weekly episode that will look at the science of everything outside of the COVID-19 pandemic, from space to the environment. Thank you all so much for the supportive messages we've received about last week's non-corona episode looking at the crazy beast fossil. But on today's episode, we'll be looking at the science behind a recent insect discovery. It's one that could have a significant role in protecting hundreds of millions of people each year against malaria, which is typically passed on to humans via mosquitoes. So we, we've got a number of, of theories. One of them is that the presence of microsporidia stimulates the mosquito immune response, which then makes the mosquito more resistant to the malaria parasite when it, when it comes in. I'm Nicola Davis, and this is Science Weekly. You, you can hear me well now, then? Loud and clear. Excellent. So my name is Jeremy Heron, and I'm a scientist at the International Centre of Insect Physiology Ecology in Nairobi, Kenya. So you're in Kenya at the moment, is that right? That's right, yeah. And what's it like there? Because I, I think everyone's experiencing a, a strange time, but what's it like in Kenya? Um, yeah, it's things are definitely not normal. Um, we've we've been having you know slowly more cases. It's not been quite uh, as quick a rise as some other places. We're in a sort of partial lockdown. Nairobi is um, shut off from the rest of the country, and we have sort of a curfew of uh, everyone has to be at home after seven o'clock at night. But otherwise, we are still sort of partially able to go out and and still. Uh, go to the lab here and there. So yeah, difficult times. Well, let's talk about some of your research then. So the study we want to talk about is your work with mosquitoes. I want to ask, what is the role of mosquitoes in the spread of malaria? Can you explain how they help to spread it between people? Yeah, so they're a really crucial part in in the whole malaria transmission cycle. Mosquitoes uh, pick up the parasite from an infected host. The parasite then develops in the mosquito, goes through quite a few changes in its in its life cycle and stages, and then that mosquito will bite someone else, completing the cycle, and that, that human then becomes infected. Your study shows that by infecting mosquitoes with a microbe called, and I might mispronounce this, Microsporidia mb, you can prevent the mosquitoes from carrying malaria. Let's start at the beginning here. What is Microsporidia mb? And and then how does it have this effect? So Microsporidians are a group of eukaryotic organisms, single cell, that are actually uh, relatives of of fungi, but very quite distant uh, relatives or distant branch within the tree of, of fungi. So they, they have a lot of unique characteristics. And a bit like viruses, they have to be inside another cell to replicate. So they're obligate symbionts or parasites. 
you know, symbionts, especially the heritable ones, which are transmitted from mother to offspring, they're quite common in the insect world. A lot of insects have a variety of microbes which are very stably transmitted from mother to offspring, often actually inside the egg cytoplasm, a bit like mitochondria. They have a very uh, unique lifestyle and unique interactions with their host. They tend to not make their host sick because that would compromise their own chances of survival. Uh, but they can affect their host in, in a variety of other ways. And the one that I'm particularly interested in is uh, when they protect their host from infection by other microbes. So I started studying those in flies, but of course there was uh, kind of an obvious applied significance to that work, which would be stopping the transmission of vector-borne diseases. So I then moved to Kenya about five years ago now, and my goal was to find these sort of symbiotic heritable microbes in mosquitoes that transmit diseases. And so we just started looking in a lot of the Anopheles mosquito populations in Kenya. So talk me through how you made this discovery. How did you find out that mosquitoes carrying this uh, this microbe were, you know, had this protected or were protected from malaria in this way? I mean, did you just sort of catch some random m mosquitoes and see what was going on? Or, or was there something that put you onto that track? So we initially found that this symbiotic microbe was actually quite common in the main sort of malaria vector here in Kenya, Anopheles arabiensis. And we found, you know, populations with, you know, 5 to 25%, depending a bit on the season, uh, levels of infection. So, so we knew it was there. Uh, initially, we thought it could be maybe a sort of a disease of the mosquitoes, but we found that when we brought them into the lab, they were actually very, very healthy. They laid, you know, as many eggs as the ones that didn't have the microbe. So, we then sort of started to wonder, okay, what, what could it be doing? How could it be affecting their biology? Because there's a lot of this microbe in these infected mosquitoes, but they don't have any sort of obvious pathology. So uh, the next step really was to, to see if it had any effect on malaria transmission. Fortunately, we, we did actually see a very strong blocking effect of, of this particular microbe uh, when we, we brought the mosquitoes into the lab. As I mentioned before, it's heritable. So what we actually did was brought mother mosquitoes into the lab, let them lay eggs, and then used their offspring to feed on blood that had the uh, malaria parasite in it. And then we could test whether they were uh, capable of becoming infected. And so how does it protect mosquitoes against carrying the parasite, the malaria parasite? So we, we've got a number of, of theories and we have some evidence to support some of them, but we don't know exactly how it works yet. We're still, we're still trying to figure that out. One of them is that the presence of microsporidia stimulates the mosquito immune response which then makes the mosquito more resistant to the malaria parasite when it, when it comes in. And, and we have seen that there's a slight elevation of certain immune response genes in, in mosquitoes that have microsporidia. So a lot of people have gotten quite excited about this and said, you know, this could be a way of tackling malaria and, you know, really make a big difference here. 
But what I want to ask is, how would this be used practically in the field? What what would that kind of approach look like? Um, yeah, I think that's really the key question. And and yes, there has been a lot of excitement. And I think um, so far, the, the microbe does have a lot of characteristics which could make it very useful. But there's a number of key hurdles that we're going to have to cross to see whether it will actually be useful. And, and really, the the key thing now is to be able to increase the amount of this microbe in mosquito populations to the level at which uh, malaria, the malaria transmission cycle is really impacted. And could there be any downsides to doing this? Do we know if this microsporidia MB has any negative impact on other animals or creatures or even humans? What I can tell you so far is that uh, it seems to be very specific to uh, Anopheles mosquitoes. So Anopheles mosquitoes share habitats with a lot of other animals, and we've quite extensively screened other mosquitoes and other um, aquatic animals that did not have this infection. So there seems to be a very high level of specificity, which would suggest that there are unlikely to be effects on, on other animals. Does that mean it will only work among a certain kind of mosquito, or is this the kind of mosquito that is you know, malaria-carrying mosquito? So Anopheles mosquitoes are the ones which transmit malaria. Um, we found it in, in a number of different species of those. So hopefully it would work for, I wouldn't necessarily say all the different species that transmit malaria, but um, we found it in two of the most important subspecies and species in, in Africa. So if it works in those two, then it would could have a, a major effect. Uh, in terms of how we would actually get it out there, as I mentioned before, it is heritable. So that is a great characteristic from our standpoint that we don't have to infect every generation of mosquitoes. You could essentially just infect one generation of mosquitoes. Um, but to get that first generation heavily, heavily infected, we would need to find a sort of dissemination strategy. And that's really what the next stage of this research is, is trying to find a way to mass produce some either infected mosquitoes or just a spore of the microsporidian that we could then release and um, in a sort of feasible way increase the levels in, in the wild. And I might just add, we are already well into the next sort of phase of experiments, which is trying to spread this microbe within large greenhouse populations of mosquitoes that are supposed to kind of represent what we have in the wild. And that will give us the parameters to, to try something larger in the field. And um, hopefully if the results are good, then it could be rolled out, you know, shortly after that. So, Jeremy, I mean, most of us aren't too fond of mosquitoes and particularly malaria carrying ones. Uh, but as you've been working with these insects, I wonder, do they have any good points at all? Um, it's a good question. Uh, it, you know, Anopheles mosquitoes are, are very interesting because these are the ones, obviously, which transmit malaria. But um, other than transmitting malaria, they are, I would, I would say, the most considerate of, of the mosquitoes. They, 
They don't make a lot of noise. Uh, you don't actually notice them that that often. Um, you know, I, I in, even in places where you know malaria is being spread, you know, very very extensively. You know, usually sixty seventy percent of the mosquitoes you encounter are, are are different types of mosquitoes. Those are the ones which are loud. They hurt when they bite you. Uh, the Anopheles ones are. are at least very considerate in that they don't cause much uh, disturbance, but of course they do transmit the disease. They're also incredibly difficult to rear in, in the lab. And many of the species which are major malaria vectors um, are still very, very difficult to, to culture under laboratory conditions, which, which actually makes studying them very difficult. And um, that I find quite amazing that something which um, is so difficult to kill in the wild uh, yet when you bring it into the lab and you know you just just treat it a little bit badly it just keels over and dies so there's a lot of, a lot of mysteries in, in the Anopheles mosquito. Thanks so much Jeremy for joining us on the podcast it's been great talking to you. Well it was, it was a real pleasure thank you. Thanks to Dr Jeremy Heron for joining me this week and also Thank you for your support as listeners. In times like this, trusted news is more important than ever. And here at The Guardian, we are 100% committed to accurate and reliable news. But in order to do that, we need your support. To find out more, please go to theguardian.com forward slash support podcasts. That's all one word. And we'd love to keep hearing what you want to know about the COVID-19 outbreak. So please continue to send your questions via a form we've set up. Head over to theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions. That's all one word too. I'm Nicola Davis. This is Science Weekly. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.